Welcome into the Monkey Sports Podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind you that we are brought to you by Monkey Sports. If you use the promo code PODCAST10 at checkout, that's the word PODCAST and the number 10, you'll save 10% on all non-map items on any of the Monkey Sports websites. Pick up that new bat you've been looking at, save on that new stick you've been eyeing, upgrade your protective gear. Once again, that's promo code PODCAST10 at checkout to save 10% on all non-map items. Now, let's jump right into the show. Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever, whenever you may be listening. Paul from Baseball Monkey here, bringing you episode 26 of the Monkey Sports Podcast. We are uh, going to take a quick gander around the around the major leagues this afternoon and uh, run, th- run through what's been going on in the, quite frankly, wild world of baseball this season. Starting out hot with the uh, division leaders as we sit at the Everybody right around the 30 game mark. So we're starting to see, you know, starting to see who everybody is. And I'll be honest, to paraphrase Dennis Green, they aren't who they who we thought they were. So you look at the AL division leaders, you're sitting at the with the Red Sox on top of the AL East. The Kansas City Royals are the current kings of the Central, and the Oakland A's sitting on top of the West. Now, if you go back and uh, check out the Instagram posts or the preseason podcast that we did a few weeks ago, I'll be honest, I had the Red Sox and the Royals and not even close bringing up the rear in their divisions. Here we are 30 games in, they're on top. I did not see that coming. Kansas City really just all around team game has been phenomenal. The uh, Red Sox behind the strength of honestly an early MVP candidate and J.D. Martinez but uh, we'll get into that more in a little more in just a little bit. But uh, I will freely admit, if this stays, Ali Crow, I was wrong. I was wrong on them, and I know. I remember on the Instagram when I was doing the season preview, I did have one commenter say that I was sleeping on say that I was sleeping on the Royals, and kudos to you. Looks like I was over in the NL. The Mets are on top of the NL East, which another one where I said that one's not overly surprising because I thought the NL East was going to be the hardest division out of all of them to pick as I could honestly see any of the five teams coming out of there. And if you look at the standings, they're all right around 500. They're all just beating up on each other. The Brewers in the Central are on top on top of that group. It's one I thought they might I thought they might be there. Thought it would be. I thought they'd be sitting around, sitting around second, but they are on top. And out west is the surprise in the NL for me, and that's the Giants. They were sort of slated, I think, by a lot of people, myself included, to be the third wheel in that division behind the absolute juggernaut. Suppose what were supposed to be juggernauts of the Dodgers and the Padres. I know it's early, but we'll look at the wild card standings too. The White Sox and the Mariners currently leading the way in the AL which Mariners is a little surprising. White Sox, I kind of, I've, I figured it would be, the, I figured it would be there. I actually had them, if you, uh, if you remember coming out of the Central. That's not so much, I think, on them underachieving as it is the Royals overachieving, but they've proven me wrong so far. And in the NL, the Dodgers and the Cardinals are your two current wildcard teams. I don't know if I see that, I don't know if I see that sticking Despite the fact they're not there, I still think the Padres are just too good to not get either that 
division to lead or the or one of the wild card or one of the wild card spots it's going to be hard to do it's going to take a lot of work but i still in the west i think that's the way the way it's going to shake out it's you're going to have two teams out of the west and i think they're going to be the dodgers and the padres in some order go uh take a look at the offensive leader at the offensive leaders as we hit as we hit this mark al your batting average leader not overly shocking is of course mike trout what is shocking to me is we're 30 games in. He's still over 400. He's hitting 412 as as I'm recording this. I don't think he can keep it quite that high, but it's Mike Trout. I'm not going to bet against him. Lead it leading at the end leading at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. The shock to me on offense in the AL is your home run and RBI leader is that is JD Martinez. He said off the hop, I didn't expect the Red Sox to do much of anything this year. He's behind Martinez and a frankly shockingly solid rest of the team they are making some noise I slept on them I don't know if they have enough to sustain it but where they are right now and especially with with Martinez you know nine home runs 26 driven in so far this season he's got it he's got it going he's 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 rounding into some form over in the NL couple surprises in your leaders Jesse Winker of the Reds at 363 is your current NL batting leader got a three-way tie for the home run lead with nine Nick Castellanos of the red Chris Bryant of the Cubs and Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Braves and I'm a little shocked because Acuna is really really all the Braves have had this season they are they've been sputtering a bit out of the gate but Acuna is they didn't have him I don't even want to think about where they where they might be right now the Marlins and Jesus Aguilar with 23 driven in pace the NL and that's in that spot so those are your those are your offensively offensive leaders in each league. Pitching it's a little it's going to be it's a little hard just because everybody's still sort of nobody's really separated themselves with the exception of one guy in the NL. We'll get to him in a minute, but wins everybody wins strikeouts. The top guys are all really close. There's not a whole lot to separate there. I do feel we need to mention Shohei Otani for the Angels doing stuff we haven't seen since one George Herman root. Ruth was walking around. It was the first pitcher since Ruth to make a start while leading the league in home runs. 263, eight home runs, 20 driven in for the Angels. Also with a 1-0 record, a 3.29 ERA, 23 strikeouts in 13 and two-thirds pitched. I mean, what can't the guy do at this point? I know they're monitoring him being really careful with him with him coming off obviously coming off that Tommy John surgery on a leash being watched incredibly closely but he's come back and he's absolutely dominant right now I think honestly it's we knew he was going to be good I don't think any of us realized he was going to be as good as he as good as he is makes it really interest really interesting to see what he is going to be able to do for the next rest of this year and the next several years out out there in southern california take a look as well we can uh i know it's early it's never too early to talk uh little awards we'll hit a couple of the big ones mvp right now for the al mike trout has got to be my front my front runner like i said he's 30 games into the season still hitting over 400 still got the power still got the power you know he may not be absolutely leading the league but he's up there and as he goes, so go the Angels. Cy Young for the American League. 
that's really tough. I've got three guys right in the mix. This is my order now, but they're going to be, honestly, at this point, I feel they're a little bit interchangeable. I've got Shane Bieber of the Indians leading the pack. Close behind is going to be, I've got Garrett Cole of the Yankees and Tyler Glasnow of the Rays. They've, I don't want to say fully separated themselves. They're sort of in a group a little bit ahead of everybody else though. And it's not like the, it's not like the NL is. So as we go to the NL, I personally right now have the say have the Cy Young winner and the MVP as the same guy. And that's Jacob DeGrom. I mean, you cannot do what he's do what he's been doing, put up the kind of numbers he's put up and just not be absolutely shocked shocked about it i mean he's sitting currently two and two okay not 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 a great not great win loss but then you look 0.51 era 59 strikeouts in 35 in 35 innings he's given up two home runs in two earned runs sorry in five starts this season it's it's become a bit of a running joke the last few years i know about the mets and their production for DeGrom, but I mean, it's take, it's, it's a, it's just an absurd level this year. How do you give, have an ERA of half a run and you're a five and you're a 500 pitcher lead, lead the league in strikeouts tied for the lead in quality starts. It's just the Mets offense can't do anything. I think there's almost a bit of a feel of, they feel they know what they're going to get when DeGrom starting the offense go kind of goes, Okay, we can take a little bit of a we we can take a little bit of a breather because we know Jake's only going to give up you know one run, but then they just never wake up and they may lose the game one nothing. He said we've seen it with him before. We've seen it with him before. It seems to be a common bit of a common theme with the Mets. I mean, Syndergaard ran into it ran into it some. Matt Harvey did. The Mets seem to with their ace just kind of go yeah he's got yeah he's got this, which. Honestly, that's going to come back to bite. Got to come back to bite them. I believe I picked the Mets to come out of that division. Their offense has got to turn turn it around. I think it'll help when they get, when Syndergaard comes back. He's still working his way back from that Tommy John surgery. But if he gets back in full healthy, that one-two punch is as scary as anybody in the league. The only other guy I really can sit, I'm really, I really put in that conversation, at least for MVP for the NL I mentioned I mentioned before Ronald Acuna, the Braves okay not great to start the season. Where would they be without him? He has he's legitimately a full he he's a full MVP candidate and a lot of their a lot of their offense. I mean he's coming. I mean he comes in. He's hitting three. He's hitting three thirty three. Slugging seven oh eight. No PS of one point one three. Nine home runs. Twenty driven. Twenty driven in for a team that, like I said, a little bit un, little underachieving. So that'll just about wrap it up for our quick little tour around the mate around the big leagues. Love to hear what. Love to hear your guys' thoughts. Let us know uh, on any of our social media channels what you what you think. If you think. I missed anybody. I missed anybody. Uh, Want to praise my praise my MVP Cy Young picks? Blast me! Think, call me an idiot. Go for it. I'm I'm all here for it. Until next week, and until next time, we will see you guys later. Thanks for listening.
Thank you once again for listening to the Monkey Sports Podcast. If you could, please rate and review us wherever you listen. Love seeing the comments, hearing your feedback. For more feedback, feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media channels, Hockey, Lacrosse, Baseball, or Goalie Monkey. Before we go, one more time, don't forget to use that promo code PODCAST10 at checkout. Save 10%, let them know you're listening to us. Catch you on the next one.